0: It's the Pikey and Lout show talking Taipans. Chris Pike and Alex Louten come to you with everything that is 100% Taipans. Let's go! It's Talking Taipans.
1: Hello and welcome to another week of Talking Taipans. It's the Pike and Lau show, and we're here to talk everything Cairns Taipans in the NBL and we're now coming towards the end of the NBL Cup. Two more games to go in Melbourne for the Taipans and and two huge games as well, which we'll get to to come this weekend against the New Zealand Breakers and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. And we've got a, got some games to look back on as well, including a really good win against a pretty talented Sydney Kings team and then a game against the Gatelad 36ers as well. So plenty to get through on another edition of the Pike and Laos Show. I'm one half of it, Chris Pike. The other half, the Cairns Taipans legend himself, Alex Loudon.
2: How do I find you this week, Laos? Hey, good day, Pikey. I tell you what, these games are coming um, really fast. It's hard to keep up with them all, <laughs> just one game after the other, which is, uh, you know, great for basketball fans. Um, not so great if you got if you got a family and a full time job mm. and you're trying to hold everything together. <laughs> so if you can find some spare time to watch some hoops, uh, I'm just restricted to kind of the highlights for the most part and the uh, the short and mini games. Mm. Uh, but it's certainly uh, you know there's a couple of games to forget there from the type end. So we'll, we'll brush over those those two twenty point losses uh, pretty quickly. But certainly that Sydney Kings uh, win uh, a big win for the club and uh, just not a great showing against Adelaide. But um, you know certainly looking forward to probably the end of the, the cup like the players are and maybe get some home games back on on home soil this episode of the Pike and Laos show is proudly brought to you by Cairns Total Physio less pain more life and Statton's plumbing company plumbers who care
1: I think there's a trip to Perth in straight after that so that's hardly hardly ideal but after that hopefully, hopefully we, can, we can get back home um, so right now, the way we're situated, Laos, the overall season, and the tie games, we're four and ten at this point. Um, it's not quite all doom and gloom because that's where we're situated. We've got twenty-two games to go in the season, so a long way to go to turn it around. But at the NBL Cup, a record of two and four so far, fourteen point five points to be sitting in last place. How do you feel about things right now with with these two games in Melbourne to go to to finish things off?
2: Well, I definitely feel that the Taipans have found themselves on the uh the, the second the the lower pack that's uh you know, that, that front pack is breaking away a bit more and it's a bit of danger territory. Um they've sort of held on uh with a couple of those narrow wins um to, you know, just keep the the light on. Um, but they've really got to find their, their straps uh, if they're going to make a go of it for this season. So definitely a lot of basketball left, um, but certainly it's uh, they're making things pretty difficult for themselves for a top four finish um, in terms of how they've been playing. So it's it's an interesting one because... You've got superstars in Oliver and Machado, but you can certainly see the body language of of Oliver. It's um, just taking its toll a bit. Mm. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk around uh, the league. Um, you know, players that are missing their their families and things like that. And I certainly think that's the case uh, in this, or it's part of it. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, it's something to talk about. How how is this NBL Cup actually affecting the the players? What are your thoughts on on what you've seen at the NBL Cup? Is it uh, do the rich keep getting richer in terms of the, the teams winning on a high? It's fueling uh, good vibes. And if you're on the losing side, is it amplifying the losses? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think you're right. It's really tough to turn around. And, and you've talked about it before on the show. The toughest part is that the only time you get to really have some fun is when you get to head out to the basketball court. So you don't really have to- much time to train. So the games are the, the time to have some fun right now because the rest of the time they're stuck in the hotel room. They're really not allowed to go out and do much at all because of the, the restrictions placed on them. If they could go out, there's I mean, there's a couple of players who sent some photos of, of the area in Melbourne that, around them, um, sort of the Docklands yeah. area and around there, and there's not much going on. Sort of the, the city centre in Melbourne, the CBD's kind of shut down in a lot of ways because of COVID still, even though... Um, yeah. supposed to have opened up, so there's not a lot for them to do, so all they can do is, is, the, is look there forward any the games. For, and
2: is there, yeah. yeah, is there any chance for positive vibes though, coming from a win, or at least decent play? Like well, is, That's what if, we
1: thought, we thought, well we hoped that the Sydney game might have turned things around, because coming into that, the 22 point losses was clearly def- deflating, the two 20 point losses in a row against Perth and Brisbane, but they had a few days to to freshen up a little bit and I think work on some things. And the way they came out against Sydney was fantastic because the Kings have been playing good basketball. And then to back up against Adelaide two days later, it was an Adelaide team without Isaac Humphreys. So it was a real chance. Right. For Oliver and White to dominate that game, I felt like, but at no point did were they able to. So yep. they they just yep. they just couldn't get anything going in it. I thought there was a chance to build momentum. I thought if you could have got two wins last weekend, everything could have looked a lot rosy. But unfortunately, I think the loss to Adelaide probably put a, a dampener on things once again.
2: Yeah. So just a, a missed opportunity maybe for yeah. this one. They've got to turn the page quickly. Uh, obviously, two games come at Wednesday and Friday, as you mentioned just before. I, I will say this. I mean. Got as a player going on the road, let's say you're coming from your family situation. So you've got you've got your partner, you've got your kids. Uh, And a lot of your life is around that balance of spending time with your family. Um, When when you have a road trip, it's it's often you know a one or let's say a two day road trip. It's probably just enough time to get a really good sleep on the road. Uh, You know, play your game, play your heart out, and then you're coming back home a a little bit refreshed. If I if I'm to be honest, Uh, and then you you come home and then you've got energy for your family, and um, then it's you know back to uh, you know hanging out again, but. Um, if if you're on the road just consistently for so many days, I mean this is three weeks now, yep. and your family's not there with you and you can't go out mm-hmm. and just have coffee anywhere and decompress a bit, it's really gonna take its toll. And I you know, I, I agree that um, you know, Oliver would be struggling without having the family there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, he 's also very young. I always forget that he 's only twenty four years old like the maturity level of someone in their in their thirties mm-hmm. and been around the block a few times they 're going to have you know some things to go to some tools in their toolbox to mentally um, you know uh, freshen up yeah. and kind of do all that I mean but for you, Oliver he 's still you think learning back to
1: last year when he talked about how happy he was and how much he was loving life in Cairns, he would never go through a conversation without talking about his family and how important it was to have right. his family. With him, he had his. He had
2: his. And they're always, yeah. always by his side. Yep. Always by his side. So, I mean, I, I have no doubt it's, um, you know, it's probably struggling uh, to, you know, be able to find that balance and, and find that connection because, uh, you know, they're so far away. I, I don't. I'm not sure if they're in Cairns or if they're back, if they're back in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, I mean, three weeks away uh, in uh, down in Melbourne is going to, you know, take its toll. Having said that, though, having said that, uh, part of being a professional. Uh, is, is still being able to deliver your performance. I mean, um, players suffer adversity all the time. I mean, it's not publicized a lot, but I mean, the, you're going to have mental challenges and you're going to have times when the, the going gets a bit tough and um, you've got to still, still fight that and, and stay engaged. Um, he's, I guess he's been criticized by... Uh, like Liam Santamaria and all those guys that you know, NBA overtime just sort of being a bit lax. Uh, Shane Heal as well mentioned it. He's just a bit lazy on on defense, kind of thing. Just just kind of not fully in it. Like dude, you can see something's weighing on his mind. Um, so you know they've noticed that. Um, but uh, you know you, you've got to be able to sort of check that at the door, I guess, and as best you can. Um, you know, still deliver, still deliver your performance, and have that buy-in. But I mean, you're talking about it, losses are going to get you down a bit as well, and being able to turn the page after a loss—that's um, another mental toughness side of things that you really, uh, as all of uh, all the players have to work on uh, throughout their career. And you get better at it as you get older. Uh, but certainly, when you're younger and you're losing games, you kind of drop, drop your head, and the body language falls down. Um, and that's where each, each of the players, to a man, and the captains, and you know, coach, and all that. Uh, you know can try and rally and, and and pick themselves up a bit but constant blows it's gonna it's gonna wear you down a bit um so they're certainly in that in that mode where there's it's just sort of hanging on an edge they're, they're hanging in there um i, I know the bottom of the ladder in the cup as well as in the overall ladder um but there's a few wins there just to you know keep the light on as i said mm. it's not it's not Doomsday and the end of the season by any stretch. We're not even halfway um, through. But still, certainly, added, that. Yeah, well, twenty-two more games. Uh, there's certainly, certainly a chance. There's, there's opportunity there for people, players to step up, and maybe, maybe this is a turning point for Mahave King. Yep. Maybe he's able to relax into that role uh, and actually um really really be aggressive uh, he he needs to be and you know he hasn't delivered so far but maybe with with the season going the way it is it, it can't get any worse <laughs> so maybe this is the time where you can sort of brush off the shoulder you know brush the, the the dust of the shoulders and and kind of all pick themselves up and, and almost press reset but maybe it's going to become at the end of this cup mm. that they get that opportunity to kind of exhale and then uh, move forward
1: i want to go back and look at though especially the sydney game but before we do and we will preview these games a bit in a bit more detail before we end the show but how important are these last two games now starting wednesday against new zealand and then friday against East melbourne is it important to not lose two more games on on, to, on the way to finishing things in in Melbourne?
2: Look, if they can, you know, they're two and four right now, so they've got two more two more games. Yep. So, I mean, if you can walk away uh, going four and four in the cup, then at least you're kind of still within reach of, um, you know, having something, having a bit of a springboard into that second sort of. Two thirds of the season, so I mean, I, th- I think a, a really strong showing um, with the positive lining that um, you're about to get out of there. Mm. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: I think that that'll be a good motivation just to finish on a bit of a, a bit of a high uh, and get out of dodge and then um, come and come and reset. But um, uh, yeah, look, tough, tough sort of uh, games. I mean, New Zealand just poured on the points mm-hmm. in that in that one uh, one game by forty. Yeah, uh, Adelaide, yeah. You know, against get, Adelaide, getting a ton, but uh southeast melbourne phoenix um they've had uh they've had a few sort of a uh, bit of a mixed bag so um in, how long is sykes out for i wonder
1: and well i've got, actually I've got some news for you later in the show so when we get to that preview later in the show i'll have a chat about why that we'll phoenix go. game might be worth tuning in for but it might be about to get a little bit more difficult for the taipans at the same time
2: hmm is he is he coming back for that game is
1: he, <laughs> <laughs> he it might not be just him, so I'll, we'll save it for later in the show. But uh,
2: we've, right, got someone, right. we've got
1: to give everyone something to look forward to, Louse.
2: Yeah, Yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's proceed with that, that Sydney game.
1: <laughs> well, it, it was a really important performance because it was coming off those 20-point 20, 20 losses, um, two in a row. But yeah. um, it was a tough game because Sydney had been playing pretty well, but there was so much to like about it. And what I liked about the performance by the end of the game was the fact that we saw Cam Oliver and Scott Machado not have to do everything. They could almost take take the role of passengers because so many other guys stepped up hugely. And how, how could you not be happy for Nate Jawai to see him play the game that, that he did? I mean, he, he's shown glimpses this season that he can still do this, but for him to dominate a game like this, and he still only played 15 and a half minutes, but every time he caught the ball, yeah. um, he was absolutely unstoppable. He caught it in the right spots. He was confident enough to make the move and... And the Sydney defenders had no answer for him. So um, whether it was Craig Moller, who's massively undersized, or Jordan Hunter or Tom Vidanovich, who were trying to defend him, they had they just had no hope. So he just pushed them out of the way, and and he, his touch was on was well and truly on song. So he had that finishing touch, and he as a result he shot the ball ten of twelve, which was fantastic, and he, yeah. he just looked yeah. so crisp. And and you know he still he passed the ball when he could as well to set up some shooters. But yeah, before we get to anything else, the performance of J- Nate Jawa was. It was, I think, it gave everyone a huge lift. Not just in the tight bands, but everyone across the league, I think, was really, really happy for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome to see. And then, you know, you check that minutes column. You're like, man, he was efficient. <laughs> yeah. You know, 22 and 15 and a half minutes, as you mentioned. Uh, he's all he's got a good um sort of vision for the court when he does catch in the post. So still able to dish out three assists. Uh, just a really solid performance. And and as you mentioned, um. Uh, you know, it was the helpers that uh, really provided the the big um, the big sort of scoring punch that you know just alleviated that pressure off Oliver and Machado. So with Fab getting a double double, um, just really provided confidence for Coach to um, you know really be able to you know use him uh, a lot more. And uh, so uh, I think I think with Nate though he was assigned a to himself as well that mm-hmm. you know he he can still do this, he can still perform, and he's a unique. Uh, unique player if he's used in the right way and yep. certainly a lot of these possibly taller guys in the league um, but they, they give up in, on sort of, um, you know, size and weight and mm. stuff so he's able to just bully his way to the rim and just finish with nice soft hands and get to the get to the free throw line if, if he, you know, had a pretty high clip. So, um, you know, just a, a a brilliant performance by Nate Jawa and, and winding about the clock but I think deep down he, he knew he's, he's still got some uh, good basketball left in those legs.
1: Check out the plus minus as well. This is amazing. Nate had plus twenty-two for the game and Cam Oliver had minus seventeen. So it was when Jawa was on the floor that the Taipans were able to pull away.
2: Yeah, look, I mean he it was such a big presence and then they threw everything at him and but um uh, you know Jawa was just able to out outwork them, out outposition them and and they had just had they just couldn't stop him. So physically, um, you know, look like he, he gets himself in the right position. Uh, and then, like I said, has a good court vision, court awareness, and um, you know, if they, if they did go to the double team, he was able to find them. But uh, you know, just just a great game, and, and just one that you just want to see happen again and again. Like, mm. you know, if it, even if it's just fifteen minutes, use that consistently. Um, you know, each game if it if it works out, just so that it gives you that different look. Sometimes it's just about giving the the opposition something different. Certainly, there's there's no one really defensively that can guard him one on one. So fine. I mean, you have to you have to send two at him.
1: The other thing I really liked, um, or one of the other things was, and you touched on it already, the performance of Fab Chris Levick. I mean, career, career high is right across the board. 15 points was a new career high. 10 rebounds, a new career high. The four steals was a new career high. Stepping up in the absence of Majuk Deng, um, a really good performance and a much-needed performance because, you know, you just can't let Cam have to do everything. And for him to show that he can still deliver that and play 33 minutes as well, just so much to like about
2: what he did. Oh mate, 100%. What's what's not to like? 100% from field goal, 100% from two, 100% from three, 100% from the free throw line. Ten rebounds, uh, four steals. Like come on, like this is uh that's awesome. It's uh, really encouraging to see uh, Fab step up and and certainly you know much needed in in Majok uh, Deng's absence. Uh, and and one of those uh, uh, coach confidence uh, boosters, you know, you, you're looking for rotations, you're looking for combinations that can get it done, and and um, you know, Fabs, uh, I guess, drawn drawn the eye of um, you know the, the fans uh, recently, even before these games. You know, just saying. Oh, you know, questioning his performance as well. He's, he's, he's definitely answered that with uh, some pretty uh, serious numbers. Even even the last game against Adelaide, mm-hmm. able to uh, be be consistent as well. So well, I think I think it's it's good for for Fab in the, in his own confidence as well that he can. You know, he he is uh, earning his spot on this stage. Uh, he's always sort of um, been more around that you know tenth or eleventh player. Well, he's now bumped up to the 6th, um, you know, most uh, uh, efficient provider of the scoring for the Taipans, so he's um, you know he's, he's certainly bumped up the list in terms of his production uh, for the club. So I, I like it. I like the steady gains, and I like where he's at uh, right now.
1: Rebounding hasn't been a strong suit this season either for the Taipans, but in this game it was much better, especially on the offensive glass, um, tw- especially in the first half, I think. But for the whole game, they still had 12 offensive rebounds, 24 second chance points, so. That means, if my maths is right, every time they got an offensive rebound, they scored from it. Um, That's just crucially important. And it's one of those things that is just an effort type area, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Just an effort area. And some players have it and and some players uh, go, yeah, no, I'm not going to bother with that Mm. because I've got you know i 've got unbelievable athleticism or something along those lines but but those players are you know the the coaches just love them because they do give you such a huge boost and in a numbers game you know twenty four points off those second second chance efforts it's going to get you wins like it's as uh, clear as day obviously with being able to, to give have players give you that boost um it's going to, it's going to help you out down the stretch for sure
1: yeah so there's so much to like about it now before we move on to the adelaide game and Maybe we can hear from Mike Kelly and Fab Krsulovic in a second as well. But did you feel like I mean, we've talked, we've asked this a couple of times, or maybe more than a couple of times this season. Did you feel like this was a turning the corner type performance, or what did you? what well, how did you feel looking back to last Thursday night after this game?
2: Well, when I when I look about the bench contribution, I'm looking for 25 points or more. They mm. uh, hit 29, and that's with Fab in the starting five. Yeah so you know if someone if someone can step up each time and just provide you know a, a super performance um a bit of an x factor kind of thing i don't, I don't care who it is if it's an arti- Get it done for, you know, 18 points in that game or 16 points in the game. Just give a huge boost. If it's Jowai for one game, maybe it's 16, 18, 20 points. If they can give those kind of punch, that scoring punch off the bench, it just goes a long way. Uh, They've got to look after the rock. So you've got to be under that that 13 sort of turnover mark, which they did. Uh, So they looked after the ball. They shared the ball around as well. 14 assists. You probably want a, a few more on that side of things. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they took care of business. So, yeah, I think Sydney Kings were stunned uh, mm. on this one. Uh, certainly, um, you know, they, they were expecting a and perhaps an easy win or, or a, a solid win, you know. Um, so uh, I think they've had to recheck things as well. But, uh, you know, for the Taipans, you, you really wanted this game to move into an Adelaide win, especially without um, the second import mm. uh, there at Adelaide. But, uh, you know, it wasn't to be. But the post-game... Uh, you know, a press conference. Uh, there's certainly some details in there that uh, I, thought, I thought were telling for uh, what, what could be uh, in the future for the Taipans here this season. Mike,
0: uh, Nate really wound back the clock tonight. Uh, what, what can you say about um, his performance?
3: Yeah, Nate was, Nate was clutch for us. Um, I, I loved the kind of the spirit that he came out. To play with, and uh, and it translated to getting buckets and uh, good combination. He's he's been he's been good. He's been rounding into form, and uh, and tonight he was really big, and and we wouldn't have won without his uh, great contribution.
0: Yeah, John, will just on um, just on night coming on um, pretty early there. Cam um, was taking off. Um, what was the the reason behind
3: that? Cam came off a lot earlier in the first and third. than I guess what we're used to seeing. Yeah, we're we're really trying to um, you know keep keep everybody on the same page. And uh, so so Cam Cam missed a training session with just a little bit of a flu um, yesterday. And uh, and Nate Nate was ready to go. So uh, I thought. Nate was on the same, pa- uh, same page as the group early. Cam was not. And uh, so he came off. Nate came on and played really well. Great thing was Cam came back in uh, with strength and, uh, and with a good attitude and uh, helped our team. So uh, you know, we, these guys, they're not stressed on. Well, they don't tell me they're stressed on starting or who's playing minutes. They, uh, they all want to play, but they all cheer for each other. And Nate's been doing that. Um, all year, and uh, you know, it was his time to shine tonight.
0: That offensive effort that we saw tonight, I guess, hitting Nate um, often regularly, is that something that we're going to see more of? It looked like you guys relied a little bit less on those three-point um, shooting um, than what we usually than what we usually see.
3: Yep. As long as Nate can shoot it at eighty-three percent the rest of the season, he's going to see it every time we come down the floor. Um, now, he's always a great target for us. Um, and then tonight, when he got rolling, um, the guys the guys felt great about it, and we tried to run some stuff, simple stuff, that um, ended up with a look for Nate, and uh, and he made hay. And the bloke sitting next year
0: had a uh, very good night out as well. Um, we, we spoke about him earlier this week, but again, talk about his growth, and, and I guess how it feels seeing that performance tonight.
3: Yeah. You might have jumped the gun a little bit the other night talking about how good he was. To, but tonight, he was really good. Um, he, he got us going and uh, really kind of put us in the right direction in that first half. Um, I don't know how many offensive rebounds he had, but he was really alive and uh, really active. And uh, yeah, he just he always plays smart, but he, uh, he made big plays today and made some shots and, uh, and rebounded the ball really well. So. Um, you know, I expect big things from Fab and uh, but tonight he was outstanding. And Fab so, does it feel
0: after um, that night, do just think it was a career night? With, with rebounds and um How points? Does it feel
3: to I guess have a performance like that? Yeah, no, it was uh it was good, but you know, I wasn't trying to force anything too much, just to kinda let the let the game come to me and I think this happened early, just put myself in good positions to get offensive rebounds and I think I got myself a couple opportunities there and then you no, know, just settles the nerves a bit and get the confidence going and just playing basketball from there. So, uh, yeah, nothing... nothing. Uh, it, feel, it feels really good after, but it feels better getting a win.
1: OK, Lows, that was Mike Kelly and Fab Krishlevic after the win against the Kings, especially focusing on the performances, as we did, of, of Nate Jawai and Fab Um, What's your reaction to, to what they had to say?
2: Well, Coach Kelly's really tuning into the attitude of the players, and you know the the players that have made a, a I guess a conscious decision to be upbeat and really locked in, they're gonna they're gonna get the minutes. Um, so, he's, Coach Kelly's obviously been impressed with how Nate's um, been leading the team, even from the sideline, I guess, uh, in terms of his sort of uh, attitude and. And all that, and was rewarded on on that game, uh, and I think it's um, it'll be you know a good sign for for future games when he's when he's upbeat and and not sort of head down if he's if he's visually up and around and and pumping the players, um, you know just just with little hits of um, you know good good vibes, then it, it it makes him feel better about you know uh, leading into a game. So his performance, I guess, what Coach Kelly was saying is it was a reflection of. How he prepared for the game, Uh, and I know he said Oliver was uh, perhaps a bit uh, ill Mm. uh, with the flu, but even then Cam was able to switch gears and hold on to the coattails of the group that was getting it done with that positive energy, and then he re-engaged back into the game. So um, I think it's pretty telling uh, that that's what Coach Kelly's looking for, Um, and certainly with uh, when you're down a player, you need everyone to rally, and so with Fab uh having such a great game he 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 felt really good about that, and he should yeah. <laughs> absolutely he should um it it's about being in the right position, and like you said it's it's just an effort thing it's not so much a you know in a, uh, an effort thing for getting those loose balls and rebounds uh for him to hit the shots in that skill like don't get me wrong about that yeah. but uh you know for him to f- be in the right position to be in those effort areas uh, and be in the right spot. Uh, It's just a great sign. So, um, you know, really good, really good to hear um, about those two guys and and certainly hear Fab, um, you know, positive about the future games.
1: Question without notice, Laos. Two-part question, actually. Um, How did you find doing the post-match press conferences and how would you find doing it this year where there's actually no one there in person to ask the questions? It's done through a computer screen
2: it's a it's a zoom call yep. uh i mean yeah you just you just do what you got to do you know they, they weren't exactly the high octane adrenaline fueled action <laughs> uh things that you have to go through but it's certainly something uh, you got to check the box nonetheless mm. uh but yeah I don't, I don't know if there's any other way to make it more exciting so uh, might just have to, uh, as fans of hoops, you might just have to rely on on us to pick out the good bits and <laughs> deliver it to you in truncated form. But um, yeah, no, that would be a tricky one.
1: Yeah, I've always just wondered what, 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 how it felt from a player's point of view sitting there through them. I don't think I've ever actually asked anybody.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, great when you have a win. Yep. Uh, not so great when you have a mm. loss, and you got to explain <laughs> uh, and try and find the right sort of way to stay positive and upbeat, but. Um, look, sometimes you've got to tell it how it is. If you if you lay an egg, then you lay an egg. But, yeah, if hopefully um, you're going to be on the other side of that and saying, look, we had a great team performance and everyone was upbeat and everyone was, you know, in the groove. So, um, yeah.
1: So straight after that, it was time to get ready for the Adelaide 36ers game on Saturday. Um, first time playing the 36ers this season. Um, first time up against your old coach, Connor Henry. Now, if you were playing still, and you saw... An Adelaide front court that would consisted of Daniel Johnson, Keanu Pinder, and Jack McVeigh, you would have been licking your lips, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, look, I mean apart from Daniel Johnson, uh you'd probably be feeling confident uh against uh McVeigh and, and Pinder. But, uh yeah, I mean they they certainly uh, Got busy and 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 got it done and I guess credit to uh, Adelaide they, they they dug deep and and um, found a way to to get the win um, so unfortunately for the Taipans um, they're left sort of licking their wounds after a, a, a game that that really should have been a win.
1: Was it a missed opportunity inside? I mean, because if you have a look at it, on, at least on face value, you have Nate dominate the game two days earlier and then Adelaide's missing their starting centre Isaac Humphries who has been. You know, a bit of an intimidating force when he's been playing this season. Take him out of the lineup. It's a, it's a really small and not a deep, you know, front line there from Adelaide. And you've got Cam Oliver there as well. You know, was it a missed opportunity to not exploit that further? Or if you watch the game, did Adelaide actually do a very good job of of not letting themselves be exploited?
2: Yeah. Look, I mean, it's not the not not a great time to. Um... Uh, drop a game like that uh, and let's call it an off night or whatever but you just can't have those at this stage of the season everything's sort of on a knife's edge Um, so yeah definitely opportunity wasted and um, you know the game's in quick succession you feel like the the mood of the the team could be on a knife's edge with um, you know when things don't start to go when things go against them uh, how how quickly can you can you remain upbeat and, and positive it's probably one of those things where You know, the shots, the threes weren't falling. Uh, The twos are, you know, in the low 30s uh, in terms of percentage. It it was really hard pushing uh, the the wagon up the hill, wasn't it? Yeah, it
1: was. Why does Daniel Johnson love playing against this Cairns team so much? He had his career high, 38 points last season. Um, He had 30 points again on Saturday. Why does he have so much fun against the Taipans?
2: Well, he has an ability to uh, draw fouls, yeah. uh, and when you go to the line for ten free throws, mm-hmm. it's you, you've got the refs on a string, on, on a on a platter. Um, they, they're really eating out of your your palm. I'm not going to say that you know he was working the refs or anything, but his the way he plays with the up fakes and unders and yeah. and getting contact and then flailing a bit like he sells it and he's done it well for for so many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teams you have um, you can have your bogey team where you you just it's just an enigma where you you don't play well against them. Well, he's got the opposite of that, I guess. Um, he, you know, he sees the tight ends and and just goes, oh, that's right. I had a I had a you know thirty point game last time. Yeah. I reckon I'll do one of those again. Um, but maybe it just doesn't line up well with uh, you know defensively. How do you how do you sort of guard the the six ten? 611 with all the crafty moves uh, and the still ability to hit the outside J, even though he only went one for four <laughs> from the three. But you know he just does lick his lips, doesn't he, against the type end. Unfortunately,
1: yes. Yeah, you know him as well as anyone. You spent a lot of years, you know, with your one-on-one battles. But um, we're here to talk about the Taipans, obviously. Um, there were still positives. I really liked what mahabe King provided. He hit three three pointers when he came on. So I think two of them late in the first quarter. Then he hit another one. Early in the second, and then when he came back on in the second half, because he was making his shots, Adelaide had to close out pretty hard on him to make sure he wasn't getting those three point looks. And and you know that dunk at the end where he drove around his defender and and had the big two handed finish with the dunk was was impressive. Um, that was his best performance for mine. So there was something to take out of the game.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, King, uh really came to life in this game and and took his opportunity, and that's what we want. We want We want him to be aggressive and take the opportunity, uh, and he certainly did uh, on that night. So the, even NBL overtime are, are sort of criticising his rotation coming in. Like he needs to, he, he needs to be given more minutes. Just no, given more it. minutes. You have to earn it, don't you? has got. To, I think so too. You got to earn it, and they're saying, "Oh, he played so well in the preseason." Um he did have a couple of games in the preseason, but that's but that's when he got a bit shy and mm-hmm. that's when we started to see him not take the opportunity, not not be aggressive. So then his minutes dwindled down, but you know, all the, the commentators was um you know, in the NBL overtime would would be saying, uh he just needs to be played more minutes. He's not in there to you know, he's not a next star to not play minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that it's you know, you do earn your minutes and you you've got to it's got to be on the player to be aggressive and take the opportunities. And that'll get you more minutes. It's not, I don't think it's the other way. You know, even with the Hawks last year with LaMelo Ball, and I, and I think Brooks was starting the games yeah, he and he went down with an injury, um, but he was averaging, you know, 20, and 25 yeah. points a game. And it wasn't until kind of Brooks went down that LaMelo really had the opportunity yeah. to have no one subbing in for him. Uh he had no sort of competition at all. Like yep. no one sort of taking his minutes away. So he was he, and he made the most of it, obviously. Um, Especially I against think, Cairns, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. But I mean, for Mojave King, there's there's players that are capable of, you know, taking the minutes away from him. So mm-hmm. he's got to fight, uh, and he's got to, uh, you know, tooth and claw for production and, and for minutes. So. Um, I think it's you know it'll either it'll either make him tougher and, and make him be more assertive and more aggressive, or he can be shy and and not get to where he wants to go uh, at the end of the season. So I hope that with 22 games to go and um, the performance that he's uh, put in against Adelaide, maybe the chips are down enough for the team that he could you know really grasp on. Look, there's nothing there's there's nothing to lose here. Um, all the pressure's off basically uh the pressure was on early and and he you know was a bit shy, maybe with the pressure off maybe it 's time to loosen the, the shackles a bit mentally and and just unleash and let 's just see what he can do like that little uh jab step fake fake, and then baseline dribble to the two hand throw down mm-hmm. uh that was that was tasty like that was tasty I want more I want more of that, and I wanted to splash threes from outside i don't think i don't think he 's a natural sort of shooter, but he can certainly knock him down. Um, but his game is that transition game, that take you off the um, the one on one sort of dribble. Um, that that's the kind of game where you get to the rack and then make make things tough. He's got that kind of uh, almost Abercrombie boings. Yeah. He's got that bunny athleticism. So if he can um, get on the rim, it just would really it be a huge help for this for this club, and especially bringing points off the bench. Uh, just to you know, just to beef up that that bench contribution would be huge.
1: Okay, so. We were feeling good after the Kings game. Two days later, we're not feeling as good. So a few days later, um, how do we reflect on that Adelaide game and what, I guess, what do we learn from it and how do we put some things in place to turn things around to, to start with against the, the breakers now on, on Wednesday night?
2: Look, I think physically, you know, the, the chips are down a bit. They were, you know, coming off that, that big win against Sydney and just unable to uh, just get the energy up and get up and about. I mean, maybe Coach Kelly is is on to something there uh, in, in a big way, where he needs guys giving energy and and being on um, being kind of locked in in terms of their preparation for the game. Maybe he needs more guys with that Jowai attitude of that Sydney game, um, just to just to have a, at least a, enough enough players bringing the juice in that preparation where they start the game really strong and then they're not sort of getting the tail between the legs and, and dropping the bundle early maybe they can get that good start and really hold and retain so maybe it is an, an attitude thing where it's hard it's tough you 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 know the bottom of the ladder finding ways to be upbeat um, from the younger guys can be pretty tough maybe the older guys got to rally and sort of show them the way with that maturity and determination to to not let the season slip any further so um, yes yeah, certainly looking for i guess answers uh for the for the club to to latch onto something and with the light still on uh it 's not too late like you said twenty two games left i 've seen teams get on a tear i 've been in situations where the where, you know my team's got on a tear late in the season. things can happen, and you know injuries can happen in other teams, and you never know what the situation unfolds so you, you've just got to uh, keep keep going and and um, find just try and find that groove you know progress uh, solid this episode of the pikey and laos show is proudly brought to you by cairns total physio less pain more life and statins plumbing company plumbers who care
1: In terms of the Breakers, last time we saw them was that last home game, and they were pretty much down and out. We thought after after that game, it was a big win for the Taipans. So the, the the Snakes were able to head to the Melbourne to the NBL Cup in Melbourne on a high. But the Breakers are actually playing some pretty good basketball now. The Webster brothers are are playing better and playing more efficient. They're probably taking better shots, and and their numbers are improving. Um, their big man Cole Driverson's is now playing better. Delaney and Abercrombie, we know what they're capable of. Um, Unfortunately, they're probably hitting some some form as the tight ends take them on.
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, only lose to uh, Melbourne United. Second on the, mm. the, you know, Melbourne United second on the ladder. Uh, they only lose by three points, so they are finding form. They had that, uh, you know, massive forty-point W uh, mm-hmm. only only games before. So uh, they're a bit of a danger team right now, and they're a bit loose and they're kind of playing pretty free. It's heavy rotations from their starters, obviously. Um so not a whole lot coming from the bench but as you mentioned um you know Iverson in the middle big he's a big body he's a huge mm. unit actually yeah. he's just a solid big guy yeah. just uh, able to you know get the finishes that guards are setting up but um they've got to do a job on just shutting down uh obviously Ty Webster's been the been the the real danger mm. um if they can limit if they can limit his easy looks i mean 80% from 3 that last game yeah. four out of five Oh, he's he's uh he's pretty solid actually. Like I I, I kinda like him as a player uh, and what he's been able to do. But um yeah, they've certainly found a bit of a, a groove and um you know they're not gonna stop. They're gonna you know gonna keep on coming, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And then Friday night, it's the South East Melbourne Phoenix. So it's a home game for the Phoenix, it's the last game for the Titan's at the NBL Cup. And you mentioned Kiefer Sykes earlier, their import point guard. There's a probably more than a fifty percent chance he'll return for that game. So that sets up a fascinating matchup. For him with Scott Machado, but the big news for the Phoenix is that Ryan Brokov, a former NBA player, probably will be an NBA player again, a hell of a shooter, a great scorer, a boomer, an Olympian, he's going to make his debut for the Phoenix and it just happens to be against the Taipans.
2: Oh, that sounds just delightful, doesn't it? <laughs> let's hope he'd uh let's hope he let us hope he did not pack his three ball mm. from uh, the NBA. Maybe it's still maybe it's still on the carousel mm. somewhere. But uh no, he's obviously a, a huge talent and uh great to have him in, in the league. Um and uh certainly Sykes is um I think it was an upgrade from uh maybe Roberson from last year. Especially because um, he plays both. You ends. know, just being a bit yeah, a bit more all round yeah. uh you know, obviously Roberson a lot better shooter for sure but I think uh Sykes really helps them changes the look of Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um but yeah look uh, you know Brockoff's going to do Brockoff such things. Maybe you know maybe they'll take a few games to, for the Phoenix to find uh, their uh, combination yeah. that uh you know in their roles. So maybe maybe there's a bit of unsettling uh, sort of shuffle there. So maybe the Thai Bands could you know make the most of that that they're already um uh, well well attuned to how each other plays and and where they're going to. So um, you know, I think it's they've got to focus on themselves, the type ends, and not not sort of worry about the um, you know, the 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 newspaper headlines of these players, you know, rejoining them again. Uh but certainly you want to finish on a high at the cup and um, you know, no better way to go out than to uh, to get a solid W against uh, one of the home teams.
1: How are you feeling coming into these two games in three days? Are you feeling nervous, confident, excited? How how how's Laos feeling about it?
2: Oh, I think you've got to get the sour taste out of your mouth of the Adelaide of the Adelaide loss. Um, I think there's been a few days to recover. Um, I I would just be thinking about the first about the New Zealand game and just throwing everything we got at that one. And then um, when it's time to think about Phoenix, um, then then we'll think about it then. But certainly this New Zealand game is crucial. They're only playing five players pretty much, maybe six players. The Taipans have got greater depth. If they can just wear them out that way um, and defensively do a job on on the Webster brothers, uh, it'd just be a huge boost just to run them into the ground a bit. Um, and then you can then you can lock and load against the Phoenix team uh, with a bit of confidence. So yeah, it it really depends on, um, or it really is a focus on the New Zealand thing and, and nothing else.
1: Absolutely. Now, before we wrap up, have we got an update in our MVP track Allows thanks to Ken's total physio. I know that the leaderboard's pretty tight, especially with Machado and Oliver up up front. So from the Sydney win. Have you got
2: the votes handy there? Yeah, absolutely. So, o- Oliver's uh, taking the lead here with 23 MVP votes uh, and trailing him only slightly is Machado on 21. Uh, but here's the interesting part. So, Noi is on eight uh, club MVP votes, but we're starting to see some players step up. So, Jaoi, after that Sydney Sydney game, got the three votes uh, for Cairns Total Physio. So, um, you know, players are starting to, to lift a bit. I've got Chris Levick on seven yeah. mvP votes jerich on seven, so they 're really only um it, you know it's it 's sort of telling a story i guess the players that are kind of starting to uh, creep into that top three which is uh, which is great to see but certainly uh uh oliver uh, got a lot of got a lot of big uh, w's early so you got a lot of uh, th- three votes yeah. uh for the game uh in those early games, but uh machado's certainly been so solid. You know, Machado's assists are up like one and a half assists mm. more this year than last yeah. year. This guy's a hey, And last year was a record
1: setting season already.
2: Andy's and he's getting more attention this year. Yeah. So, you know, the, the the teams are uh throwing everything at him. So, you know, he has been a consistent performer, uh, Machado, but Oliver's certainly shown some highlights uh thrown in there. So uh yeah, it's great to see great to see the MVP tracker and, and just to see uh, who's sort of creeping up in there. And, um, you know, even uh, Nartai's had a bit of a purple mm-hmm. patch uh, for a couple of those games. And I did see a, a throwdown dunk, uh, the, the one-hand leaner. Oh, dear. It was a little tasty leaner, um, you know, throwing it down with the one hand. Mm-hmm. And Crocker said, no, I don't want a, I don't want a piece of it. <laughs> uh, so he didn't contest. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, hopefully we see, uh, you know, Chris Levic continue his form. Uh, but certainly, uh, Noi to keep putting out that, that 12 points a game and, and really uh, helping the snakes uh, from that starting five unit.
1: Absolutely. So, thank you to Cairns Total Physio for that. Um, thanks also to Staten's Plumbing Company for making the Pikey and Lau show possible. Been a lot to get through in the NBL Cup. So, I hope you have enjoyed us breaking it down for you here. Everything to do with the Cairns Taipans on on the Pikey and Lau show. I'm Chris Pike, and I'll wrap it up for another week and leave you with the, the wise words of.
2: Of old Laos, is that Old Laus. I like what you've done there with the words. It really <laughs> sounds it sounds uh, prestigious. Um Taipans need the support right now. They need they need the fans just to uh you know lock in, give them their support, uh really follow the guys and, and you know it's been a tough situation down there. You know, the the players away from their, their friends and family and unable to even have that balance uh, you know of being able to get out in a bit. Um, So you know it's a tough situation mentally, uh, and certainly they're um, you know doing doing the best they can. So we'll cheer the lads on from afar, and we can't wait to see uh, when they come back to Cairns for a home game after the the uh, NBL Cup.